Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host, and I am delighted for you to join us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a great show today, Pandemic Mental Health Issues and Consciousness, with our amazing guest, Dr. Millie Derricks. How can we free ourselves from anxiety? How can we cope with loss and change? How can we live from a higher level of consciousness to self-regulate and heal? I believe that love is the ultimate healer, and that is raising our consciousness to the vibration of love. Spanning the globe One thing that has brought us all together is our health pandemic. Witnessing losses of many levels that have lasting effects. Many are questioning, can I be whole again? They're suffering in deep grief, dealing with loss and change. And I contend that we will discover a new breed of mental health issues compounded by trauma and loss with far-reaching effects that will be with us for years to come. And the dire need for healing, support, coaching, counseling, and expanding and utilizing resources worldwide. And today, with the use of social media, we have immediate access to various avenues for support and help. And our guest today, Dr. Millie Derricks from Mexico. She's joining us today from Italy. Millie is trained in thanatology. She's a hypnotherapist, alternative health facilitator, founder of Consciousness and Evolution, and author of The Conscious Method. She has dedicated her life to searching and studying alternative methods for healing after suffering from an acute form of lupus and being given a few days to live. And after finally managing her illness and applying them to other to others as a therapist, Millie decided to compile her knowledge in the conscious method because she believes the next step in human evolution is one of consciousness. And she now intends to focus her efforts on bringing her unique vision and method into the world through her books, publications, courses, retreats, and and conferences. Millie is the author of The Conchio Method, Befriending the Wolf, The Guide to Living and Thriving with Lupus, and co-author in Be Love, A Conscious Shift to Birthing the Future. So now I welcome our amazing guest, Dr. Millie Derricks, on our show today, Pandemic Mental Health Issues and Consciousness. And a hearty welcome to our listeners in in Mexico and Italy and around the world. Welcome, Millie. Hi, Jean. How are you? Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Well, it's so true, and you've done so much in terms of your own healing and empowering others. 
And uh, it's so exciting to talk to you more about consciousness because this is always an essential and timely topic. And so we thank you for that. But Millie, we, we are interested in you and your healing journey. Can you shed light on that for our listeners? Of course. I was diagnosed with lupus 30, no, 20 years ago and told I was about to die, basically. I was very, very ill. And then, well, medicine brought me out of the chaos of those first weeks. They gave me a whole lot of immunosuppressants and cortisone and things that would stop my immune system. But this didn't give me a lasting solution because I would have to be on those meds, which have horrible side effects, by the way, for the rest of my life. So I started to look for alternative methods of healing. And I found some that are really incredibly useful. But then I started like trying more and more and healing not only my body, but my mind, my emotions. And at the end of that process, I found that what I was doing was expanding my consciousness. And after this, I started to doing the hypnosis and getting into the deep mind to see what was going on there. And that's when I decided to do the conscio method. Conscio is actually the Greek word for consciousness. Yes. And this is what, what I was doing by healing myself, I was expanding my consciousness, and that's the same thing I was doing with my patients. So I put everything I've known and studied into the Concio Method, into this book. It's actually going to be two books. I haven't written the second one. But this first one is the first two levels of consciousness. I've divided it in, into four levels. And this is the step that humanity is in right now. We are going, I think, I hope, from the egoic consciousness, from the I, me, mine, everything's for me, the selfishness that has gotten us into all this trouble of climate change and destruction of the environment and everything that we're seeing now and into a more empathic or the empathic conscio, that's the second level that I found, in which we are united and connected between us, knowing each other's needs and respecting each other's rights, but not only between humans, also between all the species in the world. And I think this is the step that humanity has to take in order to survive all of the turmoil we are living right now. Mm, that is so true and so profound and you know, moving to this higher level of consciousness and evolution. And I just want to say that we recommend for our listeners that you adhere to your regular medical and physical and mental health regimen. Our shows are designed to offer additional information for support. So we thank you, Millie, for sharing your story because you are a living witness of and a master healer of yourself, and you really inspire others uh, on their healing journey. And thank you so much for you know sharing you know the need for empathy and our connection to all that is, and to move away from this egoic and self-centered state of being and greed, and move toward a more empathic approach to humanity. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, when you talk about consciousness, uh, I just want to highlight, for you to highlight, what is that all about? Because it's kind of an esoteric term that some may not be aware of what it is and why is it important in healing? Of course. Consciousness, actually, there is not one definition of consciousness that everybody agrees on. 
psychologists have one and scientists have another one, and it's always been a debate. So I came up with my own description that comes more into the ancient Greek concept, which united the mind and the soul. And in my description, I also use energy, vibration, and resonance, because everything we think and everything we are conscious of resonates in the universe and brings that back to us. So we are living in this, for me, conscious universe in which we are resonating and the universe is responding to us at the level we are at, if that makes any sense, which is why the law of attraction and all these things work in tension. You put your intention out into the universe, but the universe has to be conscious in order to record that and give that back to you. Hmm. It's important because the more conscious we are, the freer our choices become because we can co-create with the universe, with this, con I call it divine consciousness for lack of a better concept, but this very conscious universe that we are part of and living in. So we have to be very conscious of our innate programs, of th those things that hurt us as children and where we are living from our cultural programs, because usually that's what we're resonating with and that's what the universe is bringing back to us. Mm, that is so profound because everything is energy, right? And we are reflecting inside out, right? We're And we're all connected, right? We are. And everything that we do affects everything else and everything that everybody else does affects us so we may think that a problem is like halfway around the world like this war that's going on in europe right now and that it doesn't affect us but it does because now we're seeing with an interconnected world that everything is interconnected so there's lack of food in other sides of the world because the grains in ukraine are not being harvested for example or can't be taken out of ukraine and now we're seeing i think that's that's mm -hmm. the importance importance of what we're living right now the exact extent to which we are connected and that everything is affecting each other so we need to do this together we can't do it on our own Yes, uh, this separate, <clears throat> this sense of separate separateness, and the realization that what happens in one part of the world affects other parts, and this has become more prominent and profound as a result of the pandemic. Which brings me to this question: What are prevalent mental health issues uh, uh, that are kind of different from the typical mental health issues that you find? from your practice? Well, what I found is a lot of isolation, loneliness, fear, fear of the bug, fear of each other, and grief and loss, because we have lost in a scale that we only see in war. So right now we're living the end of the pandemic and a war. So I think grief and loss is one of the big ones. And loneliness also, because when we went into the pandemic and got isolated, <laughs> people did was connect through devices and coming out of that connection through devices has proven difficult for a lot of people, especially young people. Mm, that is interesting. Uh, how to reconnect uh, since we've been, you know, more or less what, at home or isolated or whatever. And I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing this up about our young people, you know, ha how to reconnect. Do you have any uh, thoughts about that or, or any suggestions in, in terms of getting back to reconnecting and moving away from 
I guess, the technology aspect, even though that's very important, but human connection is so important, uh, even though, of course, we do connect on social media. But can you shed light on that in terms of the effect of, for the children and what can be done? Of course. The first thing is that we are biologically social creatures. Mankind developed by coming together in groups. That's that's our, our advantage, our evolution advantage, let's say. That's what made us who we are, specialization and being able to relate to each other in groups. So being only on the technological side gets us completely biologically, our bodies, away from human contact. And human contact is by far the most important thing we can have. So for young people that don't have so much experience socializing, the isolation was really hard. And coming back out into society, let's say, and and relearning how to behave or how to reconnect has, I think, become a very prevalent problem. We can see, we can even see it in, in the shootings that are coming along. Young people are having trouble reconnecting to others. So they find others threatening and they go out and, and actually attack other young people or other people. And I think that's really hard to do right now. And well, the technology is great to be able to connect when we're afar, but it doesn't give us the biological human contact that we need. And we mm. do need it. We are social creatures. We yes. have Okay. Yes, um, you know, and Millie, uh, the, we, we all have had to deal with uh, what a lot of social uh, adjustment. And uh, as you indicated, for the young people, perhaps they don't have the skills that perhaps the adults have had, even though uh, there have been, you know, a lot of isolation and loneliness and suffering for adults as well. And of course, being on lockdown and experiencing, you know, even that mode has produced a lot of fear and uncertainty. So, you know, you're bringing this up is so profound because we've been living in this fear mode. Um, before we go on break, uh, any final thoughts about, uh, you know, how to maybe, we, we, well, when we come back from break, I guess we have so much to talk about in terms of dealing with grief and loss and, you know, uh, looking at your healing methods. So I'll just kind of save that uh, after break because I think it's time for a commercial break. Uh, so for listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back with more on uh, pandemic mental health issues and consciousness with our amazing guest, Dr. Millie Derricks. She's the founder and CEO of Conchio, Consciousness and Evolution, trained in thanatology, master healer, author on our today's, on our show today, Pandemic Mental Health Issues and Consciousness. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. 
Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish consciousloving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best selling authors international, news honors best selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email 
or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back. You've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie. And if you're just joining us, we're with our amazing guest, Dr. Millie Derricks from Mexico. And she's joining us today from Italy. Uh, Millie is the CEO and founder of Conchio, Consciousness and Evolution. She's trained in thanatology, master healer, author, and our show today is all about pandemic mental health issues and consciousness. And thank you, Millie, for in our first segment sharing, you know, what consciousness really means and sharing your healing journey and, you know, how we become disconnected and, you know, what's happening with our youth uh, uh, today. And you're going to talk a little bit more about fear. Uh, go ahead and, and proceed with that conversation. Yes, because we, we were talking about fear, but fear is actually a biological response and it's not the enemy. The fear that we should be wary of is mental fear because biological fear is just part of our survival instinct and it's part of our emotions. So that one's our friend. We, we can be afraid of something that sh we should be afraid of. If there's a truck coming down and you're in the middle of the road, please be afraid, please run, please give in to that fear. Yes. But Mental fear is when we do all these scenarios in our mind that don't really exist and we are getting worried and our mind is reacting and our body is reacting as if there was a truck coming down the road to us, as if that was happening right now. And it's not. And I think all this loneliness and isolation exacerbated all this fear that we feel because humans, we have this wonderful gift called imagination and imagination can be used to create or to be in fear because we can create either something beautiful and wonderful or we can create all these scenarios, catastrophic, apocalyptic even scenarios in which every, we're all going to die tomorrow, you know, this kind of thing. And I think the pandemic really went into that and all the news and everything was just so dramatic about it that we, it just put us into this state of fear. And fear prolonged in time becomes stress. And a lot of stress makes you even have post-traumatic stress syndrome. So right now the, the pandemic is going away, but people are still in that loop, I find. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to deal with. And I'm going to share with the audience, for, with whomever wants, a PDF with an, a really truly helpful exercise for fear. And it starts with this, with the questioning of if that fear is real or if it's imaginary and in your mind. And there's different ways to deal with one and the other fear. So I'm going to share that as a giveaway for anybody that's interested that comes in contact with me through my webpage. But anywho, it's very important to know that fear is not the enemy, biological fear, but mental fear is we are creating that fear. It's our own loops in our mind that create that fear. Mm. Well, Millie, do, are we culturally and socially programmed to expect fear? I think we are. And I think our our new systems and everything are based on it, which is why they they it's really all about money. They make a lot of money of us watching because we really want to know what's going on. And they sell fear in a way. But we are 
we are programmed to to have fear in order to be prepared for it. So biologically, it's very important to know what could happen so we can be prepared for it. But it, it's not of no use just worrying and worrying and going into these mental loops that never end because some fears have no solution that mm. we can give. So worrying about probably this is going to be the third world war and nuclear missiles are going to rain on us. What can we do about it? Absolutely nothing. So just worrying about it just makes your body go into stress and it doesn't resolve because we don't know if it's going to happen or not and when or what we can do about it. And there's really not much we can do about it. And Millie, it's like we're living uh, in the uh, in the past and in the future and we're missing out on the present moment. I'm okay right now, as opposed to thinking about what will happen in the future that hasn't happened, which is what you're you're mentioning, which is so uh, important. And as we highlight mental fear, I think that's so important to kind of separate and tease this out uh, because, you know, a lot of people have compounded trauma and a lot of fears. You know, let's think about what people were going through before the pandemic, before all this, and then now this happened. So this compounded fear has opened up a whole new wave of, of fear. And even talking about mental fear, our emotions, how we think, how we feel, our body is an expression of how we are feeling. Can you you know, talk a little bit about that, because that's so important to tease this out for empowerment and Actually, awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in my method, I or my belief, and in my therapeutic practice and in the consume method, it's all one system. So it's not like your body is one thing and your emotions are another thing and your mind mm -hmm. is another thing. They're all together. So everything you think creates an emotion. And that emotion affects your body because your body produces all the hormones that go with that emotion. If you're experiencing fear, you go into an adrenaline production because your body is getting, getting prepared to run or fight. And your body creates this, this thing, this adrenaline that's cursing through your system. And since you're not running from anything or fighting anything, it remains in your system. And that's what creates the stress. Mm. Cortisol, which is a stress hormone, which is this fear prolonged in time that you are always under threat or your body believes that you're always under threat because of your thoughts. And your thoughts always create emotions. Emotions and thoughts are just brother and sister. They always go hand in hand. It's very difficult to have an emotion without a thought or a thought without an emotion. Maybe if you're just thinking about, I don't know, math or numbers that are really not engaging you emotionally, but usually the thoughts we have affect us in some way. And even thinking about math, if you had a horrible experience with a math teacher, it will put you into a horrible state of mind. Or if you had a wonderful math teacher, then it will give you pleasure to think of numbers. So always thoughts and emotions come together and the body is creating all this well, their hormones and their their enzymes and there are a lot of things created by the body to respond to the emotions. Mm. That's that's what we lose sight of, I think. And that's what sort of what I meant when I said that that normal medicine, you know, doctor medicine, they, they go for the symptom, they go for the body, but they don't take into account 
the emotional and the mental aspect that is creating the problem in the first place. They so I think science separated the body from the from consciousness and everything's conscious. Actually, every single one of your cells is a live being and they're all conscious of what you're feeling. They are receiving that adrenaline or they are receiving that cortisol and they think they're in danger. So imagine yourselves as being little bodies inside you making up what's you and they're all experiencing all the emotions that you are and they think that they're in danger too. So they are functioning under stress. Yes, and I love that holistic approach uh, that uh, you, you really speak to the mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual aspects of ourselves. And even in terms of treatment, we see, you know, we're being farmed out. Okay, you go here for internal medicine, you go here for the psychologist. You know, and all of that is important. But what we're saying is that we have to look at ourselves as what whole beings. I have to feed myself and care for myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, right? Exactly. And many of our symptoms in, in our bodies have their origin in an emotion. Mm, yes, yes. And those emotions manifest physically, right? Of course. In illness, right, right. In illness and, and in, in effects. For example, if I, if I become afraid, my heart starts pumping faster, my blood pressure goes up because my body's preparing for a fight. Yes, yes. Hence, heart attacks, what, heart problems, because cardiac Yes, I'm not running from anything. I'm not dissolving that adrenaline. So just my heart is pumping and I, I can get a, a, I don't know, a panic attack, for example, because yes. my body thinks it's in danger, but I'm not running from anything. So all that adrenaline just makes my heart pump and everything go into, I don't know, DEFCON 5 mode and nothing's happening in the outside. So my body doesn't mm. do with it. That's interesting. And Mila, we're going to move into our discussion on grief. We know that uh, many are in fear. Many there have been losses. Of course, uh, uh, even if uh, our listeners have not suffered a direct loss uh, vicariously, I think we all experience loss, and we're all somewhat affected. So, can you talk about grief? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Because many are suffering, and they're thinking, "Gosh, I just can't get going. I feel sad. I'm, you know, uh, I feel down." But they're not naming it what yeah, it is it because mm-hmm. it, it's difficult to name in many cases yeah it can be for anything it can be for a pet it can be for a lost job it can be for a for a, a move in house even for a change in your social status if yes. you get married you lose your independence or if you get divorced you lose your partner so grief comes in a lot of stages degrees and modes and grief looks like anger many times or listlessness or just being depressed or not feeling like you have a purpose or joy in your life. Just this sense of of dreading the everyday because you're just trudging along and maybe you're in a very deep state of grief and depression and you don't even know it because there's nothing you like you said, you haven't experienced a direct loss. Nobody in your family has departed this world. But you did lose your job and you say, but people are suffering in so many ways. I can't really be in grief for this. But you can and you can be depressed. And and if you have that feeling of void, of 
no purpose, of no joy, of listlessness, of anger, of just being sad all the time, of being fatigued, you may be in a process of grief. Yes. And you're going to take us through an exercise, right? Take it away. Mm -hmm. I am because, well, first you have to know what it is that you lost, okay? Because we're going to get that back. So this is a self-hypnosis exercise and it's going to be in the in the giveaway too, all the instructions and you can do this for yourself. So right now, everybody just relax, close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths. And if tears come to your eyes, let them. Tears do cleanse the soul. So be gentle with yourself and don't swallow tears. And now visualize yourself in a bubble of light all around you. And fill this bubble with love, compassion, and gratitude for all that you do have in life. And if you lost a loved one, for having loved. And now visualize the person, situation, or thing that you lost outside your bubble, in their own bubble of light. And imagine a green cord of light going from your heart to their heart, establishing a connection between you. And now ask your higher consciousness what that person, situation, or thing meant to you. And watch as the meaning appears symbolically. It can be a word, a color, a symbol, an internal sensation. Whatever comes is perfect. And ask that symbol to come to you through the cord of light into your heart. And send back gratitude for having known or having had that person, that thing, that situation. For the beautiful moments, for the growth and learning. And send back to them, to it, through the cord, any energy of theirs that's still in your system as the feelings you have for them, like your love, respect, any resentment. You can visualize them as a color, a word, a symbol. Let it go through the cord and stop right at the edge of the bubble where they can choose what they want to do with it. And keep the positive symbol in your heart. Then mentally say to them, I am at peace with you, and I let you go. And retract the energetic cord, knowing that they will live in your heart forever. Watch them leave, floating away, at peace with you too. And when you're ready, take a different breath, a deep breath, and come back to the here and now and see how you feel. 
Really, that is so healing and it's so beautiful. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yes, yes. And hopefully our listeners can tune back in and really take that in because it's so much to what you shared uh, from, you know, that healing exercise. And it still kind of keeps us connected. And, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked about the power of surrender. Uh, I think uh, we're up for a commercial break. But when we come back, let's talk a little bit about surrender and how to go forward and grow forward in our lives. How to, how can we get on with living, you know, after suffering from loss? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think it's time for us to take a brief commercial break. So don't go away. We will be right back with more from our amazing guest, Dr. Millie Derricks. She's the CEO and founder of Conchio consciousness and evolution she's trained in thanatology she's a master healer author on our show today pandemic mental health issues and consciousness stay tuned we will be right back vicki winterton and dr jean marie farish have compiled a dynamic book we're all in this together embrace one another an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, You can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascension.com library.org. Have a wonderful day. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. 
and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving. Dot com or click the link on the Love Light show page. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email. Or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Dr. Millie Derrick. She's the CEO and founder of Conchio. Consciousness and Evolution. She's trained in thanatology. She's a healer. She's the author on our show today, Pandemic Mental Health Issues and Consciousness. And Millie, can you do a recap on that exercise uh, of how it can be used and, you know, what is the meaning and purpose behind it and how it can help us uh, in terms of self-empowerment? Of course, what we do when we lose something or something is that we lose the meaning behind it. This is actually Freud's concept of grief, that as a loss is significant when something that was meaningful to you gets lost and you feel that some part of you went with that thing, situation, person. Let's talk person so that makes it easier. So, for example, a widow has lost her husband and her husband meant security, financial stability, and he did a lot of things for her. This is a person I'm actually working with or worked with. And she felt that she couldn't do any of those things, that she couldn't take care of herself, that she couldn't pay her bills, that she didn't know how to balance an account, that she couldn't even write a check. So we had to get all those meanings right back into her because we had to re-empower her so she could do them for herself. And as she found that she was perfectly capable of doing all those things, she had just been very happy with him doing it, but she was perfectly 
happy and perfectly well doing it for themselves, the loss became less acute because that void wasn't so huge anymore. It wasn't just missing him. It was also everything that he represented for her. So this exercise, what it does is it starts bringing all those meanings back into your heart and empowering you to do that those things that you used to do with a person. Of course, the person is not there anymore, and of course you miss them, but then you won't feel that huge void that takes all the purpose away from life. And talking about purpose, I think it's very important because after a deep grief, you have to get meaning back into your life and you have to get your purpose back in order. And for that, you have to go back into self-love. You have to know that you're a very important person in this world, that you have a place in this world and that what you do and what you think is important, that that person did not take the meaning of your life with them, that you have your own story and your own soul and your own path in this life so it's very important to come back to loving yourself again and to giving yourself that place in which you have purpose and you are important and i think there's also an exercise of self-love in the giveaway that's the third exercise that I'm giving away to people because self-love is so important in, in healing everything, actually. One of the things that healed me from the lupus was coming back to terms to loving myself exactly as I am, not feeling like I was broken or that I was sick or that I was in any way less than anybody else, but just loving myself in the package I come in. That's that's me. And we really have to get that into, into our hearts, that we are who we are and that nobody's better than us, nobody's worse than us, we're all the same and we all have gifts and we all have things that we're weak at, but we're working on them. So anything that we're working on is just a, something that our soul wants us to learn. And that's very important to know that from the soul standpoint, nothing is a defect, nothing is a shortcoming. Everything is just experience and a lesson. And we are perfect beings of light. That's who we really are. And the package, the body or the situation we chose is just something our soul wanted to live to learn an important lesson it wanted to experience. That's all. And that doesn't make us less than anybody. Yes. And even though it may be difficult, we're not... uh discounting the emotional aspects of, of grief or fear. But, you know, many are paralyzed. And, you know, like the example of the uh, uh, the person that you were working with, the widow, paralyzed in fear. And it's the simple things, you know, writing the check or taking care of this. It's like, you know, or maybe feeling I'm not protected now. But you really are. And so what we're saying, you can go forward. You can grow forward. You are worthy. You don't have to give up. Take small steps to begin again. And if you need a coach or counselor or support, it is available. And Millie, you've offered uh, some really great uh, 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 exercises for our listeners. And Going back to the exercise that you took us through, you indicated that we can listen to that with music or, you know, what, please share about that. Yeah, what I'm going to do is is give give it to everybody written down and everybody can just record it on your phone with music and do it every day. And some different things will come up. For example, when I, when you say, 
ask for a symbol. One day, for the, for example, this widow was one day was a protection, and another way day was the financial stability, and that came in the in the form of I don't know a, a bowl full of food. And the symbols are yes. really interesting. The way your unconscious mind comes up with these symbols of the the meaning you gave to that person. So do it every day until that void begins to fill and you don't feel trapped or you don't feel paralyzed anymore because you can actually do everything for yourself. You are perfectly worthy and capable, even capable of asking help if you need it. That's also a capability that we have. And we are, as we said at the beginning, social beings. And there's nothing more healing for the soul and like a balm than helping someone else. So, for example, people like me that are into this, that are into therapy, we love what we do. So ask for help. We're here yes. for you. There's, we're all in this together, as I said at the beginning. Nobody needs to be alone or feel alone. Yes, that's so important. You know, so many of us focus on what we don't have, what I have lost. And it's like an all day, every day, you know, kind of trap, uh, you know, trapped in this prison of loss. And what we're saying, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can... And there are a lot of things that you stopped seeing that you do have. Yes, yes. That's so important. So you stimulate awareness. Pay attention to what you do have. I love what you said about gratitude. Gratitude is a game changer and it shifts your mood. While you're thinking about what you've lost, think about what you have. Think about things that can bring you joy. Think about a good memory from a person that you've lost or whatever. So, you know, that's so important. You Mm -hmm. could love them. That person gave you the opportunity to love. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's a gift in itself. Yes. So, uh, Millie, how about your books? How can we access them? Well, the book is called The Conscious Method, Heal, Expand, Evolve, and it's in Amazon. You can just go and click in Amazon, and it's it's a whole method. So I also have a web page if people are interested. It's www.concio, with a K, K-O-N-S-C-I-O, dot M-X. Okay. And it's all in the webpage, and you can also contact me through the webpage, and I can give you the giveaway or any sort of accompaniment that you need or any questions you have I'm always available there's a there's an email there you can always throw me an email and I'll answer I promise <laughs> okay can you give the email out to the listeners do you have that info like information at mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Millie. You show us how to feel good and get out of fear, and your exercises are so empowering. Uh, you really have helped us learn about you know, how to really raise our consciousness and the benefits, how it enhances our overall well-being, and we can become more empowered. So connect with Millie to go, Millie to go deeper, and we thank you for your generosity. And... Uh, I invite listeners to tune back in on demand to recap the highlights from our show and share this show with others. Thank you so much, Millie. I thank you, Jean, and I thank your thank your audience with all my heart. And if you're experiencing grief, you're not alone. Look to those you do have and look to to help. And we are in this together. There are Mm -hmm. lots 
people out there willing to be with you and to love you and to start with you and to accompany you through this process. Mm, thank you. Those are very profound and good closing words. So thank you, Millie. And I'm sure listeners will be connecting with you and accessing your books. Okay. Hopefully, and hopefully it will help them. Thank you so much, Jean. It was a pleasure talking to you as always. Thank you. So tune in next week for our show, Combating, Combating Stress to Heal Your Immune System with Linda Dyer, who will be joining us from Australia. Visit the blog page of my website to access your weekly love practice exercise at www.jeanfarishjourney.com. And my additional website for resources, Dr. Jean Marie Farish, consciousloving.com. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. You know, conscious evolution, consciousness and evolution is an inside job. As Carl Jung quotes, your vision will become clear when you look into your heart. Who looks inside awakens. And Rumi quotes, the universe is not outside of you. Look inside yourself. Everything you want you already have. Access my article published in Savannah East, Why You Must uh, uh, Think of Your Inner Sanctuary as Home, where I highlight home is healing, home is peace, home is presence, home is love. Raise your consciousness by being loving, grateful, forgiving, and accepting. Reduce the amount of time complaining about illness. Do things that ground you and bring you joy. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.